Hi, well, good morning, and I uh, hope you're all okay today, and uh, lovely to be with you again. It's lovely, lovely sunny day, isn't it? Beautiful weather at the moment, and uh, hope you've been able to get out and about and enjoy that a little bit, go for some walks and stuff, and um, yeah, if any of you sort of wonder if you've been having a few folks around in the garden or that sort of thing, you know, isn't it lovely to be able to sort of get some of those little things going again at the moment, really, and to just get into that. Um, yeah, so it'd be good today. If you've got anything you'd like to post on the the chat as we go through today, then we can sort of, you know, we can pray for you or give thanks to God for whatever. Um, just notice, Mark, you've shared that on there. Def definitely, we'll pray for Debbie in a little while, and um, you know, know uh, that's like this horrible pain. And uh, yeah, so we'll pray for Debbie in a little while, and uh, you know, Debbie prays for all of us, doesn't she? And uh, she's um, yeah, so great. We'll we'll pray for her as well in a little while. So let's just pray, shall we? And then we'll end, we're going to some time of worship, and then I'll share a few thoughts later on. I'm going to 
come finish the series on Colossians today uh, by thinking about wisdom a little bit later on. So hopefully that will be helpful. But let's just pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for who you are and for all that you do, God. And we thank you that you are here with us today, wherever we are, wherever we're watching, that your, your presence can be with us. And so I pray, Lord Jesus, that in that sense, wherever we are, that we'll experience something of your manifested presence. And Lord, that in that we will also feel connected with one another. Lord, we think you're amazing. We love you, God. We think you're great. Amen. Great. Brilliant. So, um, just going to worship together in a few songs as we get started this morning. I'm going to start with this beautiful song, Another in the Fire, that uh, just inspires me every time I sing it. So, God bless you.
That's great, isn't it? Let's, just let's out of that um, attitude of worship. Let's just move into a time of, of prayer, shall we? There's some prayer requests that people have been placed in on, um, on there. And um, uh, if you can, just, you know, just have a quick look at those as we pray together. And um, pray for uh, and giving thanks as well for Rob. Rob saying thank you for being able to get a solution to a work issue. And thanks for posting that. So, if you've got some prayer requests you'd like to post on there, then you know feel free to do that, won't you? And any Thanksgiving, then please just put that on there as well. And um, and what we'll do actually is I think I'm just going to sort of suggest an area to pray and uh, and as i suggest that just where you are you lift up your request for god for that specific area we'll we'll pray for some of the specific personalized requests towards the end of that time but i'm just going to sort of mention an area leave a pause and then sort of invite you to pray your prayers at home and and if as you're praying those prayers at home you want to type some of them up that's great as well so do, do that as well so let's just start shall we just just with a moment of thanksgiving maybe there's some things in your life right now that you just think well there will be some things in your life right now that you can just say thank you to god for let's do that shall we now give thanks to god in every situation Many of us would have watched yesterday the um, the, the funeral uh, of Prince Philip and um, and the images that were there. So such strong images, really, of, of the Queen sitting on her own there at, at the funeral. And, um, and so let's just take a moment just to remember. You know, at the end of the day, they might be the royal family, but they are a family, aren't they? And they're experiencing grief. And so let's just pray for them and and use that as an opportunity to to pray for anyone that we know that is going through uh, grief or has lost a loved one recently, particularly in the COVID situation, but or that is facing really difficult um, times due to health or what have you at the, at the moment. Just wherever you are, lift them up, really. It's just, it was such a great act of leadership, really, yesterday, wasn't it, in terms of the way that the Queen just kept to the way that she shared in everybody else's difficulties over the last year and kept to the letter of the law in that and so let's just use that as an opportunity to pray for that family and to also pray for anybody else we know that, that comes to mind in going through such similar sorts of situations let's do that now Let's pray for our nation, for the outrolling of the vaccination program and for other countries around the world. If you've got friends or relatives that live in other less developed countries, if you like, where things are not, remember them. Let's just thank God for the vaccination and pray for that to be successful and just pray for our country as it seeks to come out of lockdown and, and just pray into those sorts of areas where you are with the passion of your heart. And, and you know, let's pray for those, shall we? Pray for that. Let's pray for those who lead us in government, in government and in local 
um, local life and community leaders for wisdom and grace. Let's pray for them. Now let's pray together for some of these requests that you've put on here. We, we do just pray for Debbie, Lord, this morning, and we do pray, God, for you to touch her back, Lord, and the, the sciatic pain, that, God, you, she would get the pain relief that she needs, and more to the point, that they will discover the root cause of this, and that, Lord, you would, you would heal her, Father. Pray for Patsy's friend's daughter, Lord, who has a goldstone, just... Oh God, just and for sepsis, Lord, just pray, God, for good treatment, for good treatment, and for this, the you know, for this to be re reversed right now, Father God. We pray even this moment that you would see a transformation. We'd see a transformation in this lady's condition, Father. We pray, Lord. Oh God, thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord Jesus. Pray for Fiona's friend, Lord, who's um, had an operation on Monday. We pray for swift recovery, Lord. Swift recovery, Lord. Lord we thank you for helping Robert work there, Lord. And we also just want to pray, thank you, Lord, for uh, the birth of Mark's grandson, great-grandson, um, this week, Lord, in the early hours. Just thank you too, Lord. Pray, Lord, for, for Beth, the lady going through chemo. We pray, Lord Jesus, for the chemo to work effectively and for it not to be prolonged, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. If you have any prayer requests for people that you know, just lift them up before the Lord now. Let's just do that and, and then we'll move on just to some other things. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray for everyone that is he, and is watching today for just a sense of your grace and goodness upon them, Father. And Lord, that they will be carriers of your grace wherever they find themselves, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So let's just worship together once more time, shall we? And we'll go and then we'll go from this into um, my talk for this morning. So here again. All I want 
Okay, let's um, just pray together, shall we? Lord Jesus, I just want to pray that as we have opportunity to think some thoughts together now, I pray that, Lord, the things that are from you will change us and challenge us and make us more like you, Jesus, and the things that are from me, let them fall to one side. Lord, illuminate the scriptures to us and help us to be more like you, Jesus, from, uh, through looking at them, we pray. Amen. Great. Okay, so we've been looking at Colossians and I've suggested to you that one of the great themes of Colossians is is um, false teaching or false influences that are drawing the, the church away there. And, and in contrast to that, Paul and Timothy write to the church and appeal to them. And they're praying for the church even to get wisdom, knowledge and understanding. And we dug into what that might mean last week a little bit. We thought about, about the relationship between wisdom, knowledge and understanding. But one of the things that we would have noticed last week, I guess, is that, is that um, the idea of wisdom is there more than knowledge and understanding. You know, there, there's a particular call for them to get wisdom. And um, you know they're praying for them to get wisdom. They're they're encouraged. They're saying that they will. They're teaching the church with wisdom. Uh, they identify the source of wisdom as Jesus in Christ. Are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. They say. Um, they point out that they point out that there is such a thing as false wisdom. Um, they encourage the church to use wisdom in the way they communicate to one another, and they use, encourage them to use wisdom in the way they interact with people outside of the church community. Wisdom is important. You know, getting the knowledge was great understanding what they're doing is great but actually if wisdom is the application of knowledge then probably that's the point where we really need to get something from god isn't it and um it's it's about how we and, and i even suggested last week that 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 um truth badly applied can sometimes be uh destructive and, and harmful wisdom is where we get that bit of how do we put this in to practice 
Um, so what I want to do today is just dig into that thought a little bit and try and get us to play around with the idea of what is wisdom, because I, I don't know about you, but I feel that so often I need that sense of, well, I've got this now, Lord, but what do I do with it? You know, I've got this understanding from the scriptures. What do I do with it? So I just want to spend a little while now, if that's OK with you, we're going to go over to uh, screen sharing and we're going to uh, probably spend quite a while on the screen share today. So I hope that's OK with you. Um, so what is wisdom and there we have mr um, nice wise old owl i have no idea why we call what owls wise but there we do great so um you know, I like this lot of thought really from Alistair Hunter in his great book, Wisdom Literature, rather like the wind. We know what it is by what it does rather than by what it is. You know, so Jesus, somebody brings to him a coin and says, <clears throat> excuse me, says, um, you know, who do we pay taxes to Caesar? And, and when they come and ask Jesus, do we pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus says, well, give me a coin. And so he takes a coin. And he says, whose inscription is this on here? And they say, well, Caesar's. And so he says, well, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And everybody goes, whoa that was clever you know and and explain it really define it and it, you know it, it's not necessarily that easy but we think yeah that is wisdom and wisdom's a bit like that isn't it you know you think well i struggle to really explain it but i know it when i see it um, well let's try and get some definitions shall we so um different things that different uh, authors have written the key aspect of wisdom is practical advice for su successful living or wisdom is the ability to make godly choices in life um, in modern usage, we think that someone wise if they are widely knowledgeable and show signs of being able to apply that knowledge in a sensible and imaginative manner. Fee and Stewart say wisdom, therefore, as the Bible defines it, has nothing to do with IQ. It is not a matter of cleverness and quickness of skill in expression or age. It is a matter of orientation to God, out of which comes the ability to please him. So, for instance, we read uh, in the book of Proverbs and elsewhere that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, and so in that sense, what, what we're saying is, is the sort of wisdom that comes from God is the sort of wisdom that is really useful. There's lots of other wisdom out there, but it's particularly God's wisdom. And Hunter, sort of perhaps on a similar sort of vein of thought, says being wise is not dependent upon education. However, those who are instinctively wise benefit from education. And some who are not first wise become so through the educational process. But many survive quite extensive periods of study without ever acquiring wisdom. So that's interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we meet some people who are really, really clever and you say, well, actually, we've got no common sense. <laughs> but what if you get, but actually, can you have wisdom without knowledge? I really wonder. Let me, let me just drop back to, um, I haven't got time to really sort of unpack this, but these are the opening verses for the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a masterful um, uh, look at wisdom. Uh, it's really, it's uh, a king called Solomon who, um he's giving some practical advice to his sons and as many of you will know solomon had uh, you know hundreds of wives and hundreds of concubines and 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 i'm guessing there was more than a few sons that and daughters that ensued from that but he particularly in that male dominated society he decides to write to his sons and so to give them some advice and and um and in the context of that one of the you know there's, there's talked about wisdom and discipline understanding how um you know how uh, proverbs help change the simple to become wise the young etc but this this just verse seven that i want to just notice it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge for fools despise wisdom and discipline so the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge now and with proverbs actually um i'll just come on the screen off screen share for a second come back to it in just a moment um proverbs is has um, nine chapters that introduces it before we actually get into the proverbs and those first nine chapters um basically uh, there's a contrast that takes place between lady wisdom and woman folly and the the two sort of women are contrasted in all those feminine figures you know and interesting that proverb wisdom is depicted in the feminine there's lots i can say about that but uh, and then some people read into that that it's, it's personified in christ you know um but um um 
what's interesting actually is is right at the end of that you know he's told to make a choice between with um um lady wisdom or um woman folly uh, and and in that, in chapter nine, it, it then in that sort of section where he's making an appeal at the end of an introduction as to why the, the son should choose wisdom as opposed to other things. Um, it's then it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then from then on, the rest of the Proverbs, it, it uses that same expression. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And elsewhere, we find that outside of Proverbs. And I just wonder whether that is significant in the sense that he opens the book by saying the fear of the Lord um, is the beginning of knowledge. You see, if we don't get hold of knowledge, we can't really get hold of wisdom, can we? But just getting hold of knowledge in itself doesn't give you wisdom. <laughs> so we can accumulate knowledge, can accumulate knowledge, but we still have a responsibility to take that to wisdom. Now, there's lots I'd love to say on that, really, you know, and particularly if you're somebody who's in leadership in any sphere of any place, you know, just getting the knowledge is is not enough, I would say to you. Um, you say, well, you know, how do I do that? Boy, I don't, you know, that's that's probably um, just one little story in that, if that's OK with you. I thought I'd just show a little bit of my journey in this stuff, really. I remember reading Proverbs years ago. I have to say, as a young man, the early young Christian, Proverbs really changed my life actually I was quite an impulsive um outspoken <laughs> motor mouth young man a little bit really and uh, and I read in Proverbs for instance even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent <laughs> and that you know Proverbs like that really had an impact on me and um uh, and then years later when I was really sort of thinking about you know God's calling to on me in terms of speaking and preaching and leading um I read in uh, Proverbs where it says, um, though it cost you all you have, gain understanding. Uh, and at that time, you know, I, I, to be brutally honest, I was fairly early on in ministry. I didn't earn hardly a thing, really. And we were, re you know, we, things were more than tight, really, for us. And, uh, and I remember saying to God, you know, God, I, you know, it's all very well. You want me to grow my knowledge and, and get more understanding and, uh, you know, and that's what it says here. But, you know, where am I? How on earth am I going to do that? I can't afford to buy books. I can't afford to do that. And yet you seem to be calling me to do that. And I, and I pray, you know, I said, God, you know, help me with this. If that's what you though it costs me all I have. And uh, anyway, those those days I used to go to auctions with a mate of mine called Mark. And we went to um, uh, auctions in Chelmsford. And on that particular occasion, it just so happened that there was a house clearance. They'd done a house clearance on a on a nun that had died in a in a in a convent in um, Essex, and uh, and they were selling all their books. And to be honest with you, there weren't too many people in the room that were interested in all these theology books. So I bidded for so I, I put a bid in for them, and I got a whole, a whole library uh, for sixteen pounds. Um, and you know, we used to have a little little rascal van, and um, you know. To about the depths of about two foot, these books filled the bottom of that van, you know, and it was the start of my theological life. And I still use some of her books even even today, you know. Um, so don't let you know your circumstances be dictate. You know, these days with the internet, we can great, but you have to be careful with the internet because there's all manner of things out there. You have to know how to filter it. But um, so, yes, yeah, so it, get it, get is get knowledge. We need knowledge to get to wisdom. But wisdom, but knowledge in itself is not wisdom, is, is probably the thought we're getting at here. So let's just think about digging, but what is wisdom again? Just another a lovely thought that I think, you know, is, is really interesting. And I'm going to share the screen again here. I hope that's okay. Um, is this thought here, that wisdom and creation, the relationship between wisdom and creation. Proverbs says, by wisdom, God founded the world. The result is that his wisdom is woven into the warp and woof of the very fabric of creation. Genuine wisdom will be found only when we recover God's design for his world. And because it is by wisdom that the Lord fashioned the earth, it is the gift of wisdom that leads us back to living in harmony with God's created world. I just think that's an amazing thought, that really. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is about recovering the type of work, godly wisdom, biblical wisdom, Christ-centered wisdom, Christ-rooted wisdom is about refocusing or recentering the world on the way that God would have us live it. 
It's about dragging it back, dragging it away from its fallen state. It's about dragging the universe away from its fallenness. It's, a, it's about drawing ourselves as individuals back towards the way that God had always wanted us to be. Wisdom, wisdom is the restoration of God's created order. What is wisdom? It's getting back to what God has called us to be. So big question then is how do um, oh yeah, there's loads of benefits of wisdom that we're given there in Proverbs. Don't really have time to, to, to dig into all of them. It benefits our souls, it protects our thinking, it gives us honour, knowledge, prudence, understanding, justice, all of those things, you know. Um, and if you really want to dig into wisdom, start with the book of Proverbs, won't you? Brilliant. Okay, so how do we get it though? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, let me just stop sharing just for a moment. You might be thinking, well, Paul, you know, you give us a bit of a definition, still not really getting there. But um, let me just make an appeal to you today that, that wisdom is something that we all need to live our lives by. Um, one of the uh, guys that I was reading around this stuff said, um, wisdom, in short, is available to those who will make the effort to become wise is the responsibility of every mature adult and nothing but contempt is reserved in the scriptures that is for those who remain willfully ignorant and that's an interesting thought in itself that just um a quote from a guy called william uh, a guy called hunter in his in his book and that he he would advocate that the scriptures are saying to us that it is our responsibility before god to get wise I wonder whether you've ever played with that thought before, that God's desire is for you to get wise. And particularly if it's about getting back to the created order. Hey, can we do that? Can we do that? So it's a little gentle sort of little look through this today. I'm going to just give you five different ways that perhaps we can get into um, wisdom, how we can get wise. So <clears throat> wisdom, how do we get it? Firstly, we ask, we observe, we read the script, we read, especially the scriptures, we look to experience and we listen to God and the wise. Don't have long to sort of go through all of these, but um, this scripture in James chapter one, verse two to three. If anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. I would say that probably I have prayed this scripture more probably more than any other scripture in, in in the bible in terms of praying back a scripture to god and saying god this is what you say in your word lord i need i need some wisdom now one it recognizes that we cannot get to wisdom without god's help that's really important it says god but equally it says that he will give it without finding fault god's not going to find a reason not to give you wisdom he wants to give you wisdom. God wants you to get wisdom. And so whatever you're facing right now, if you're facing some difficult circumstances, ask God. We start the journey towards wisdom starts with asking God for it. It doesn't start with hitting the books, so that's really important. It doesn't start with talking to other people, although that's important. It starts with saying to God, God, will you give me wisdom? Observe. I love this scripture, actually, because it's the first message I ever gave um, uh, when I was a young man and um, just a new convert. And we went to visit some elderly folks in an in a, in a old people's home in Folkestone, where I, where I grew up. And, um, and Mr. Levitt, one of the elders in the church, they said, Paul, would you mind doing a few words? And I thought, oh, my goodness, how could I ever do that? You know, and, um, and anyway, so I walked outside. I just read this scripture. I looked at the sky and thought, wow awesome god and we talked about this you know but of course we observe the skies and we think of god we observe lots of different ways of you know i probably learn more about leadership more about life more about people by observation than i have by hitting the books and i do hit the books you know and i study hard and i try to read as broadly as i can because i think that's important but it's when you watch somebody, you know, look at you look at how they live their life, how they respond in a given situation. You know, I, I try and have a, a, a mantra, mantra in life that I try and learn from every situation I go through. I try and just get a little, you know, well, that's interesting. What happened there? What's going on there? How did they do that? Why did they do it like that? You know, an observation based attitude 
helps us to grow in wisdom. Read, especially the scriptures. You know, this well-known scripture, Timothy 3. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training. I love to unpack that scripture. But the point is, I just want us to get there, is it says a little bit earlier on, it says how uh, about Timothy had known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. You know, we need the scriptures to help us to live, uh, to, to discover Christ in salvation. They make us why not they don't just give us information. They give us the wisdom to grow in salvation in Christ. Um, so read, read the scriptures. My brothers and sisters today, if you don't read the Bible, you're not even on the first step when it comes to uh, growing in wisdom. It's why we need to get the scriptures inside us so that God can bring them to remembrance as he gives us applications of wisdom. Um, I'm not, I mean, there's other things I could say about the other things there. Experience, you know, no experience in God. No experience is a wasted experience in God. You know, not everything that happens to us in life is specifically from God, I don't think. But if we have a heart to let him do so, God can help us learn something in the realm of wisdom. And listening to God and to listening to the wise, you know. I could give you Bible verses for each of those. Um, but, you know, time's moving on and just wanted to put them out there for you. But the, the idea of, of listening to the wise, do we do that? Do you listen to other people? You know, sometimes I just have to, I, you know, I study something for myself. I pray a lot about it. And then I think I just need to talk to somebody else about this. I need to sound it out. I need to get somebody else my, else's mind on this. Uh, and, and as we're in dialogue, we discover the heart and the mind of God and we get the wisdom that we need, uh, don't we? Great. So um, this is quite a gentle journey today through um, the idea of wisdom. Um, but what I want us just to sort of very quickly notice as we finish this Colossian book, really. And, you know, I don't really have time. I don't think I think I've probably spent long enough on Colossians now um, to sort of get into the last couple of chapters of Colossians. But what you would notice is that having talked to them about avoiding the false wisdom that's out there, it's almost like Paul and Timothy then go on to give them some examples from chapter three onwards about true wisdom. So they talk to them about morality and about how they should put to death that which belongs to the flesh, to the earthly nature. Uh, and they talk to them a little bit about how they're being renewed in that sense and renewed in, in knowledge and in the image of, of creation. So, so they talk to them around wisdom in relation to morality. We face some difficult moral choices sometimes, don't we? We need wisdom in our moral choices. And Colossians takes us to that place. They talk about how they should live together in kindness and humility and, and letting the peace of Christ dwell in them. And, and so he's talking to them about wisdom in the church sphere, in the, in the church relationships. We need wisdom as we live together, don't we? wisdom to be able to adapt to one another wisdom to know how to to be the best person that we can be in a, in the church community and and Colossians makes us think about that then some sort of quite culturally specific instructions around family life and 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 the, perhaps work as well and well slavery is not really work is it it's it's, it's a situation they find themselves in uh, and and he offers that and so we need wisdom don't we sometimes to deal with the uh, with with family life and certainly as a parent you know i've i've drawn deeply on this scripture sometimes say, god will you give me wisdom here will you give me wisdom and a situation that a slave finds himself in that is not of their choosing and you can resent the situation or you can find wisdom and Paul's sort of writing to them and you could at first say, well, it's a bit harsh. He's basically saying, he doesn't say to him, get out of slavery. He basically says, well, make the best job of it. And, and yet actually there's wisdom in that. Sometimes we need wisdom in difficult circumstances that are not of our making. And Colossians makes us think about that. And then finally he talks to them about being devoted to prayer and being watchful and thankful. And so it's prayer, wisdom in the way that we outwork our spiritual journey with Christ. You know, we need wisdom in every situation of life to grow in knowledge so that we can and we need to ask God and grow in that capacity 
to bring the true created order into being in every situation we find ourselves. And my goodness, that's no more true than now, is it? As we emerge from lockdown, as we emerge from COVID, as we start to put the world back together, as we start to think about the new shape of things and how we're going to be, you know, and how life is going to be and how church is going to be in the front of that wave, we need wisdom, don't we? So my brothers and sisters today, let's just take that scripture from James and say, Lord, I need wisdom. Great. Okay. <laughs> I had to cut that a little bit short, actually, because um, right at the end there, um, somebody phoned me. I forgot to switch my phone off. It's the only time I've done it when I've been recording, but, uh, but yeah. But I hope that was helpful to you, really. I mean, wisdom is, I mean, I probably, I was listening to, I probably spoke for too long there, um, but I wanted to sort of finish off that series and, and, um, and, you know, talk about it, chat with me, ask me anything about, if you like, um, in, in relation to what we're thinking about when it comes to wisdom there. Um, but wisdom, my goodness, do do we need it really? I mean, I was going to read out a few um, children's uh, voices of wisdom, but I'll probably we've run out of time here this morning, so <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay, um, brilliant. Okay, so what we're going to um, um, we're going to just break bread together now, and, and in the context of our time together, when we break bread, we're bringing back that sense of Jesus with us. You know, we might not be with one another physically, but we are with Jesus. And in that sense, even in as much as we are in Christ, we are with one another, aren't we? So, so let's just take a few moments now, shall we, just to pause and to say, Lord Jesus, I need you and I want you and I remember you and I thank you for what you've done for us. And thank you, Lord, for, for, for the fact that you are the one who is getting me through whatever I'm going through. So um, let's, just, uh, let's just pause for a second, Sharon. I'm just going to read some scripture and then, um, and then we'll pray and, uh, and we'll break bread. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. <coughs> Excuse me. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And let's pause and say thank you to Jesus for what he's done for us. If you're somebody who's never given yourself, your life to Jesus, somebody who wouldn't identify as a Christian, but you know, you're interested, well, let me just encourage you today, just to, as we're breaking bread, just to take a few moments to reflect on what you know of Jesus and what he might mean to you. And, you know, even in those moments, you can make the choice to follow him or just to pray to him and ask him to show himself to you. Certainly, how I started my Christian journey, sitting in the bedroom, talking to the talk, and said, and these were my first, this was the first serious prayer I ever made. Lord Jesus, you're either I'm either talking to the brick wall, or you're there now, or you're there listening to me. If you're there listening to me, I'd like to know. And maybe that's your experience today. So let's pause and reflect, and then we'll break bread together. So let's take the bread and think of the body of Christ which was broken for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood which was shed for us. We take this drink in remembrance of your blood and, and in gratitude, Lord, that you have made for us an eternal covenant.
Well, there's a um, few more um, prayer requests. Uh, thank you for those of you who posted them on on the uh, prayer um, on the on the comments there, and uh, we will try and pick them up. Well, we will pick them up and pray for them this week. And uh, any of you that are watching now, if you just scroll through and just remember to pray for people in their point of needs and the things that they're asking for. Prayer is one of the biggest ways, if not the strongest way, that we support one another in this time, isn't it? So please do through. And thanks for the feedback there, Peter, as well. I appreciate that. And um, that's great. Brilliant. Good. Um, so just a couple of notices very, very quickly, just to say that prayer walking is starting again next week. Um, <clears throat> I really appreciate Bill and... Um, uh, and Alex heading this up for us and, and taking this forward and, and, and Bill for all the admin you do with this. Um, we, Bill asked us to commit, I think it was for six months at the initial and you've been doing it for that long now in terms of prayer walking. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and, then, and so we've had a little break over at Easter and, um, and now we're looking to sort of carry on with this. And you know, when we're prayer walking, what we're saying is we're saying we believe that the kingdom of God can be evidenced in our community. We believe that Haverhill, you know, every person in this town can have an opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, but sometimes what we, what we know, um, our move of God um, is, is ever taking place historically in the absence of, of committed prayer. And so that's what we're saying. We're saying we want to saturate our, our town, saturate our community with prayer. And as we do so, that we, um, we, we, we are building up like almost like spiritual um, prayers in a spiritual bank that God will draw down on in the future. It, and, and so if you want to be part of that, and we do it socially, um, this, we do it you know, according to the social restrictions and all the stuff that's, um, that's required of us in, the, in this current context. So, but if you'd like to get involved with that or have been involved with that, let Bill know this next week and, um, and he'll include you in that, uh, in the preparation for that. Um, if you need to get Bill's email and you haven't got it, then just uh, please just email admin at rolcc.org.uk and, um, and we'll make sure you, you get connected with him there. Um, so yeah, next Sunday, going for that again, brilliant. And also just to say that we're going to have a worship and wait on the 28th of this month, Wednesday, 8 o'clock on 28th. Um, the Zoom details for that will be on the um, weekly email. Uh, worship and wait just will be an ongoing, you know, we did the, the prayer couplets last month. Um, and it's sort of a flow on from that, really, that sense of just wanting to wait before God and worship and see if the Lord wants to speak to us as a community about how we're moving forward, you know. Um, pray, pray and listen. You know, pray, pray and listen is really important principle, isn't it? So, um, yeah, brilliant. Great. OK, yeah, thank you, Rachel, for putting Bill's email on there. I didn't know whether I was free to put that on the feed. So thank you. That's brilliant. Great, okay. Um, well, we're going to just worship together in one more song, and uh, then off the back of that, we'll, I'll just come back and say goodbye, and then we'll, um, we'll go into coffee uh, uh, after the, uh, you know, from that. So um, let's just worship together, Zoe, in this beautiful song here again. Oh, sorry. I've, sorry, I've given you a wrong song there. Sorry. Um, let me get this right. What you need for you, sorry. If faith can move the mountains, let the mountains move. We come with expectation, we're waiting here for you. you mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Well, the Lord bless you. Have an awesome week, won't you? Please feel free to join us for coffee now. I'm just going to play a little video. It's got the login details for the coffee. Underneath that, as soon as the video finishes, we'll start the coffee. Um, so please feel free to come and have, meet up and have a chat and join us for coffee. But be blessed in all that you do this week. And let's remember to pray for each other as well. Uh, all the prayer requests on there. And uh, yeah, great. God bless you. Have a really awesome week. Brilliant.